Hello and welcome to Active Listeners with Mike and Shane. Each week, we will discuss our lives, our goals, and our expectations as artists, as well as discuss what it is to be an artist. Performers, visual artists, and musicians. Mike and I, we want to talk to you, and we want to talk to you about what you do, why you do it, and what that art really means to you. We'll have guests to discuss artistic expression and the all-around nature of the artist's lifestyle. And try to answer that question. Is there a de facto artist lifestyle? Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and join us in the conversation. Hello, active listeners, and welcome back. We have taken a small break. We are active listeners, and I am Shane. And I am Mike. And we are here to share some uh, positive good news with you today. There were, believe it or not, some good things that happened in the year of 2020. And in observance of that, we'd like to open up the second half of season one with those acknowledgments. Yeah, I know it is probably hard to believe that positive things happened in the century that is known as the year 2020. Uh, But they did. Um, And I know that Mike and I have uh, created little lists for ourselves, and we're going to talk about some positive things. And you know what? I'm going to go first. Uh, One of the things that I think is a super positive takeaway from 2020 is... Uh, Role-playing games got much more inclusive in their language and a lot less, uh, let's say, racist. (laughs) Because uh, in D&D, for those of you that do not know, uh, for many years, the standard is that depending on what your race is in this fantasy world, you get different perks and you get different benefits based on that race. And what uh, D&D has done this year, and what many uh, role-playing games have done previous, you know, I don't want to put all the credit to uh, Dungeons & Dragons, because they are sort of catching up to the curve. Uh, Lancer is one that my roommate Nick was telling me about earlier that has been using inclusive language for years. Um, But D&D is now uh, allowing character creation outside of race-based abilities. It's an interesting application, I think, in D&D because D&D is kind of the progenitor of a lot of tabletop games. It's been around for a really long time, and it kind of set the tone for what tabletop games would look like. And it's interesting to see that, that it took some fairly smaller operations to move in that direction. I kind of had like a mixed reaction to it when I heard about it the first time around. I I tend to have these reactions to new things and I'm not sure why, but um where <laughs> as a fan I can kind of just say like, "Oh, well, if I'm an orc and orcs are not technically elves, it makes sense for an orc to have the physiological capacity to do a certain thing over yeah. another well, species. What it allows you to do is uh, play an orc race with elf benefits. And there are 
you know, an infinite amount of iterations in the universe because you're making it up, sure, that that sure. could be the case. So it's just sort of allowing a crossover. And it wasn't just the race thing that I found interesting because another thing that has been done is the inclusion of uh, wheelchair characters. Ugh. Never read the comments on the internet because I was looking at some of the sort of handy, capable uh, miniatures that are out there and character creation stuff. And these really nasty people online sort of just ramble on and on about, oh, you can't go through a dungeon in a wheelchair and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm thinking to myself, one, I've seen people in wheelchairs do things I bet you these keyboard warriors could never do. But beyond that, it's a fantasy. Yeah, you can you can do you whatever can you do want. whatever you want while you are a magic wielding satyr that lost his ability to walk. I it's it's fake. It's not real. It's not a real thing. And the more that we alter the language, the more open it becomes it becomes less restrictive in that collaborative yes and universe it makes it available for more people ultimately what kind of turned me around and i and i guess not even turned me around because i wasn't even like 100 percent like this is dumb i was just like well you know trying to do that thing where you explain something that you like because you like it but like you just Take a step back yeah, and then you think, things. well, you always well, do. That's great. That's what we you know, love like about regardless you. of like if I can rationalize why an orc would naturally be stronger than an elf, it doesn't matter. Why does it matter? Why does it matter that this one thing exactly. stays exactly. the way that it's always been? Why does why does that have to be? Um and yeah, so two thumbs up from Shane and Mike on on inclusion in tabletop. Yeah, four thumbs up, actually. Four, because we each have two thumbs. There it is. Maths. <laughs> so changing changing the tone a little bit, uh, my first um, positive thing to happen in 2020 is that in August, the Independent African Regional Certification Commission, the ARCC for polio eradication, officially declared... That the World Health Organization in Africa, in the Africa region, is now free of the wild polio virus. This is big news on the front of preventing debilitating diseases. I have, I think I have sort of two points uh, on this. One super relevant, one super irrelevant. <laughs> so the, the relevant thing is you've already touched on it, is that sort of anti-vax movement and i feel like the eradication of a disease through years of vaccine work should give credit and credence to this movement uh but you often find that it actually discredits the sort of covid vaccine that we're coming up to uh because many people have the idea that it took so long to get to this polio eradication and vaccine the fact that the covid vaccine was created so quickly is it makes it unreliable and i think mostly it just speaks to how quickly our our scientific field progresses 
it kind of just like folds in on itself and just goes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. Yeah, regardless of of how you feel about um regardless of how you feel about vaccines in general or what you feel about this past year and COVID in general, the fact that we got a 90 plus percent effective vaccine in the amount of time that we did is nothing short of a scientific marvel. Um, two. Two, correct. Uh, and there's talks of a yes, third from maybe, Johnson and Johnson, and yes, but it's not, a, right. not it's, as effective. It's, it is a little bit, the, the efficacy of that one is a little bit tricky, but it's also a little bit. It's a one dose of a, a different situation from what I understand because of the nature of the, the vaccine and the pool that it tested against. Um, but we, that's something that's probably too complex to get into right now. Yeah. Uh, Cause the second thing that I wanted to mention that is completely irrelevant is that <laughs> I started watching house again <laughs> and just like cherry picking episodes that I, I've liked because in my opinion, it is one of the best series that kind of exists. It's just so freaking cool. It has a really solid ending. I love it. In terms of the procedural, the procedural episodic, episodic procedural, it's it's pretty good. For it's pretty good. And there's an episode where one of the guys um, like fakes a polio test and then cures it with vitamin c oh geez and that's all i could think of because at the end of the episode house is like you idiots thought you could cure polio with vitamin c why shouldn't i fire you all right now <laughs> cool all so right the, so yeah so the eradication of the, the wild now we should we should probably touch on what that means a little bit just uh, for a second so wild polio what does that mean there is no clinical difference between wild polio virus and what we know as polio technical differences um but all all forms of treatment vaccine work on what we would what we would consider the wild polio virus uh it's just con the wild polio virus is the most dominant strain in africa all right, and cool. So that's two topics down. I have no segue from polio to mine. So the uh, next thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, forced isolation that a lot of countries have been in, um, the United States for longer than most. But what I've gotten out of it is finally understanding that just because I'm not physically close to people doesn't mean I can't be close to people. And through Zoom meetings and, you know, the sort of Google chats and et cetera, et cetera, whatever your chosen uh, medium for conversing is. I've talked to friends from high school that I haven't spoken to in years and years. And the positive that I'm getting out of this kind of goes back to one of our super earlier episodes about chosen family. I've really been able to identify those people that I want to keep around in my life and for whatever reason forced isolation kicked my ass into gear and made me start doing it I've talked to you and Carly and like I said some of my high school friends and I've talked to a lot of people on zoom more than I ever have in my entire life and it's been amazing this whole thing has taught me that there are options to better manage your time there's some realizations that I came to, especially like after 
I went back to work having being home for four and a half, three and a half months, four months was like, wow, I actually miss my family. <laughs> it's like, sure. it's like not that I didn't miss them before, but I would just leave for eight hours and be like, kind of want to go home and see my kids. You spend so much time and yeah, sure. You get the stresses of being in a house full of kids and, and responsibility and not being able to escape that. But there was like a moment, maybe a week or two in when I got back to the office where I was just kind of like, man, what are we doing? Yeah, we get so programmed into the idea if we're not dedicating eight hours a day of our life to someone else for a paycheck, we're not accomplishing something. We're not doing the thing we're supposed to be doing. And the sort of forced isolation shifted oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. My creativity, of level of creativity, um, like production, like all that just kind of shot through the roof. And I really just was like getting back to – now I have a creative job, you know, but getting back to – Which helps. Doing it for someone else, it was just weird. It was just kind of like, oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, yay, yay forced isolation for – giving us some perspective no let's not yay forced <laughs> isolation let's not let's not pretend that oh, it's, it's a, a terrible thing, thing. but <laughs> let's acknowledge yeah but it's worth acknowledging that there for were sure, learning sure. points there were things that i hope everyone could have grasped yeah and like you know maybe you didn't these and that's fine and you're having a shitty time and we're sorry and if you didn't that's yeah fine. yeah and that's and that's unfortunate. One, and one day, you know, one day is the end, right? One day, right? Right. One day. All right. Another positive thing that happened in boom, 2020 boom, that I think we should talk about. Something that's been fascinating and it's been developing for years now, with the realization that the Oscars are, in fact, so white, um, and was gasp. <laughs> was the uh, 2020 Best Picture, uh, which was Parasite by Bong Joon-ho uh, and, and Kwak Sinye. And I think it's really awesome that an international picture won this award this year. Um, I think there was a lot of pressure for that to happen. Um, there has been a lot of pressure on the Oscars to get a more inclusive and wide-ranging, you know, perspective represented within the awards. But systemic change doesn't happen. Doesn't happen without, without pressure. pressure. And at least in America, I think uh, we we focus a lot on on inclusion and the 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 way we recognize it really is like how included people of color are in predominantly white spaces which i think is a little problematic to measure it that way but but hey what are you gonna do i don't disagree but that's that's another episode i think so yeah it's really great i really need to watch <laughs> really great uh that parasite uh picks up the nom also another or uh, picks up the win also another thing that is impressive about this is that asia is a huge market for American films, but films in general. You always hear big movie executives making 
big decisions about where their movies go and what their movies say based on what they think the market in China is going to be like, the market across Asia yeah, is going to be like. Yeah, I mean, they like, alter posters, they alter moments in movies. I think of the for better Pixar and worse. movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think of Pixar, the the point where the baby like wipes, like throws away some vegetables like they're different vegetables depending on where you watch the movie depending on where you see the movie yeah in america is like a gross thing but broccoli in china is like of course you eat broccoli all right right so yeah it's really it's really cool uh that they got that recognition and it's a fantastic film is it i mean is it scary it's no no it's not it's a it's it's not a horror film it's uh it's about really it's about class struggle and yeah so it's not a it's not a horror film you should watch it okay because you know it's not it's not scary okay mister i just don't like scary movies (laughs) (laughs) they frighten me so what's what's your next what's your next positive okay so uh, my next positive actually doesn't affect me at all uh, but it is still a super positive thing that has happened that is the first step towards a lot more positive that needs to happen. And that is in Scotland, they made feminine healthcare products free. Free? Free. And you you hear a lot about this thing called like the pink tax. And when you look into it, it's it's frightening how much more women have to pay for just everyday things when they're labeled when they're labeled pink for some reason you pay more for that product and on top of that i mean feminine health care products should be free anyway um, but at the very least carly uses men's razors more. because literally men's like high octane four blade uh, space razors are less expensive than just like regular women's razors it's kind of crazy. You know, can we boycott products? Can we write letters and emails? Can we just talking about it and bringing light to the subject, I think, is a step towards changing this problem. Yeah, I think I think that we should just be able to talk about it. I think that we should be able to advocate for the people in our lives that this would benefit, like you said, even if it's not you it's someone you care about and like all of these events that we did throughout the 20th century where we were like this is what's going to make life better and i think the thing that was missing alongside of that was like and you're going to be partially responsible for making it happen yeah there was this idea of the dream society but there was no reference to put in the work there was no there was like we'll just get there I think this is uh, a huge positive that came out of 2020, and maybe we can make an even stronger positive come out of 2021. For sure, for sure. Another thing that I think I like, it's Ireland, which admittedly before before a lot of the news coming out of Ireland this past year was, was a thing I wasn't very aware of, uh, and I didn't realize however it makes sense that it's like the second largest catholic population like catholic percentage of yeah. catholic population 
and they they've been so dealing the with a lot of women's rights and it's and if anything kind of shines light on our own bias in that regard sure the fact that we look at it and we're like oh wow i'm surprised that they were able to come to that conclusion when you know that's a bias on us because clearly they are and clearly they're capable of it and they did it well i would say i would say it's it's a bias that's certainly supported by fact but it's 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 one they earned but uh don't deserve forever sure absolutely which kind of brings me to my third thing that i'd like to naturally segue i think we did because it's also uh bears no impact on my life but i still think it's really cool and i'm actually going to kind of dovetail it into a, a fourth thing bring break whoa. the rules i'm going to break whoa, whoa. that is not i'm going to break the rules because about. because it's it's in tandem basically the same concept same i'd ride same a topic. tandem bike with you yeah let's do it let's ride this tandem bicycle and this tandem bicycle's name is lgbtq rights because Ooh. late last year the supreme court ruled that under existing civil rights legislation, LGBTQ individuals are in fact protected. And that is huge. I mean, that's that's really huge. And that's directly a result of all of the work being put into those issues on a grassroots level. Uh, right on up until, you know, politicians. I'd like to say that issues of identity are like low-hanging fruit for politicians, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't celebrate when we get those wins. Can you remind me, was this pre or post RBG? This was, um, this was post. This happened real late. This happened, this was the first. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's, again, there's some, there's some, yeah, not so, you know, there's there's a more pessimistic view on the whole thing. Uh, there's always a pessimistic You know, that the they're thing. just gearing up to, you know, get us ready for other uh, other rulings that aren't as popular and things of that nature. But hell, like I said, we're going to take the win. Uh, and what it dovetails into is technically a 2021 development. However... Uh, Biden has ruled that the transgender ban on the United States military has also been lifted. Again, uh, the arc of justice leans towards progress. I kind of (laughs) want to lean into that word progress, too, because it's not just progress from our point of view. It's progress in the sense of limiting limitation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the more you limit and the more restrictive you are, that's just less progressive. That's You are making less progress by adding more restrictions. And Biden's move to remove these restrictions is progress in the most purest form of that word, in my opinion. And I also think that one of the things that this signals to me as a person is not only is progress... Because there's like there's like two separate ideas of what progress really are, right? There's like, oh well, it's technically it's progressive for this to come down, like this ruling to come down. Like it's certainly 
But it's also, if you really think about it, it harkens to some of the most small C conservative ideals of personal freedom and just because American politics wrapped it up in religion doesn't necessarily mean that's what these ideas in reality are. It's not, it doesn't mean like, why did it ever occur to anyone that someone being gay should be a different scenario than someone being Asian in terms of being protected from just unfair treatment in any way. Yeah, and I mean it's the it's that culture of creating a divide. It's it's that us versus them. It's that there is there is an enemy. And if they create an enemy viable enough, it forces everyday people to ignore the the sort of bigger issues. I don't know. I I, I think that makes a lot of sense and I have really enjoyed this episode specifically. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. It, it was, was a, nice to dive into a, things we were proud of. Yeah, happening and in the I world. Think that also uh, makes me think of audience participation for this week. Oh, audience yeah, participation. Yeah, I know, right? So, well, before we go to the audience par- participation, we we also have to tell them something else. Don't we have to tell them something else? We have to tell them that we are still looking for Patreon members. So if you go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash active listeners pod, you can become a patron. So shorter spiel than usual. Go ahead and do that. Please hop on our Patreon. Throw us a couple bucks a month. Uh, we'll send you some extra content. We'll have a lot of fun. Um, and audience participation this week you've listened to this whole episode we've sort of rifled through a lot of topics is there something that you enjoyed from this episode that you want a bit of a deeper dive into or you want us to bring on a guest to explore that topic a little deeper so please uh, reach out to us we have our twitter at act list pod that is a c t l i s t p o d and we have our facebook www.facebook.com slash active listeners pod so please hop on there and join in the conversation peace If you like what you hear, leave us a rating. And if you really like what you hear and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash active listeners pod and become a patron. Our theme music, It's a Trap, was created by Remodel. Thanks for listening.